This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Hey, I just got back from Austin, Texas at the Altercation Comedy Festival. And that's essentially what this episode is about. However, I didn't share one moment that was my absolute favorite. Like, it was a, it was an incredible trip. Let me just, you know, I share a lot of that. And that, that's what the episode, you, you, you'll hear it. But there was one moment that I was like, uh, after recording the episode, I'm like, I can't believe I didn't include this. And uh, <laughs> uh, one of my best friends in the world uh, popped up on me. At the show. And I'm going to start calling him Mr. Surprise because he's done it on several of our trips where he's like, I can't be able to make it. I don't think I'm going to be making it. Boom, nigga. Like, he, he here. Uh, so, Azarel, we call him AZ. Uh, this is a incredible black man who, uh, you know, great father. Uh, he's a doctor. You know what I mean? Like, he... He's he's got the package, right? Like like <laughs> it's it's uh it's an honor to know him type of, you know, guy. And uh he he's it, it was just it was an incredible time. So first of all, he does live in Texas, but he's like 3 hours away and he made it literally like 5 minutes right before I was about to go on. Like he walked in, I'm like this he looked familiar cuz all I got was side silhouette, you know what I'm saying? I got the side profile. Uh, his little lavish beard. We talked about our beards at the, at the, after the after I got off stage or whatnot. I'm like, because he brought his brother, and I'm like, y'all be. I know y'all ain't talking. Y'all beards is all looking nice, and I've been growing miles all pandemic, and uh, it was just an incredible. I can't believe he made it. Uh, it's it's something dope about having your people out in in the audience and uh, you know, wanting to put on a good show for them. Uh as well but it was it was really special and uh really dope of him and i just didn't realize i didn't include that in the episode and that was just one of my favorite that was the that was that moment uh i mean i I had to get back to the festival and everything like that and it was just a short like you know how's everybody doing how's the bait you know it was just a short interaction a couple of pictures and I, i i love him for that and that's my brother and uh i say this a lot like family can be blood but it doesn't necessarily have to be and uh that's my brother so uh enjoy the rest of the episode uh, a lot of things that I'm, I'm trying so give it a you know listen and let me know what you think uh enjoy des moines iowa how the fuck your spirit doing how y'all- and i can still remember my first winter in minnesota it was white as the eyes can see and there was some snow there you know what i'm saying <laughs> Hey, that was a comedy teaser from my second comedy album, Peace of Mind, Side B, which went number one on iTunes and Amazon.com for not only new comedy release 
album, but also bestseller. I'm a bestseller. Okay. It's crazy. Uh, if you haven't listened to it, please check it out. It is streaming on everything that you can think of, if, wherever you listen to your digital music. And if you still want to purchase the album, you can go through iTunes, Amazon, and also Bandcamp. Uh, please support me and mama. I made it. Uh, we back. Thank you for listening to, uh, another episode of my podcast. Y'all been really fucking with it recently. And I appreciate that. Like the numbers have shown and it's a special episode. I guess not, not really. Like it's just the episode is, uh, it's, it's October 31st. So it's Halloween and that's, uh, a big deal for people. <laughs> not to say I don't care about it, but I've just always been one of those people that didn't care that much about it until I had children. I don't know if there's any parents out there that feel the same way. About other other holidays, maybe Christmas, where it's like, yeah, and then you have kids and like, oh, this is fun. The the dress up, the stealing their candy and shit, you know, like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> like uh, I saw a meme the other day about uh, y'all, y'all really out here mad at teenagers going trick or treating when there's grown parents taking a two year old trick or treating like, bitch, you ain't gonna eat all those candies with, with no gum, with no teeth in your mouth. So <laughs> I, uh. I, I, I thoroughly enjoy it now, and last year I missed it because I was at uh, I was in Austin, Texas, which is what this episode essentially is about. I had an opportunity to perform, which is a big difference. Uh, I made a post the other day about uh, what's better than being around great comedians and great comedy is being a part of it. And last year I went down to Austin, Texas for this comedy festival. I tagged along with two comedy friends who I've mentioned on here oh so many times, Dante Powell and Bernard Bell. But this year... Uh, I actually got to perform after last year. I had such an incredible experience. I, I just kind of spoke it into for like fruition. I said I was going to apply to this comedy festival, which is, uh, one of the best comedy festivals in the country. As far as I know, it's, it's, it's by far the best that I've been to, but a lot of people feel the same way. And I think that speaks volumes. And, uh, I applied, I got in, I marked it on my calendar and I, I went back and I had a, a great time. And I'll talk to you about that a little bit. But last year fell on Halloween. So I, I miss Halloween last year. And so uh, this year it was the week before Halloween. And we're doing the Halloween thing. So my my son is dressing up. My oldest is dressing up as we, we, <laughs> we got into Stranger Things, which is by far the greatest thing that Netflix has ever put out. Um, Netflix put out some bullshit, okay, like some, some very terrible, uh, that clickbait, uh, limited series, absolutely terrible. Um, they, they, you know, like Orange is the New Black, like that was good for like a couple of seasons, then that went turned terrible. I, I really like House of Cards, uh, House of Cards, uh, is that with Kevin Spacey, and then he was, you know, fucking around and, uh, I don't know, molesting boys. I I, I shouldn't say that because that's like allegations and I actually don't have the information in front of me, but he had his, he was part of the Me Too. Maybe I could just say that. Just throw that in the box. And so they, they X'd him for the last season and and he was, he was the best part. (laughs) Okay. Like they, they did a full season without him and it just wasn't the same. And so, and so with that being said, uh, Stranger Things, we got into it. My son, uh, is now at an age he'll be 10 
next month, but he, he's at an age now where he literally, like, every other day he chews a different costume. Like, he he went from whatever he was into at the time, and it, it kept changing, and we finally finished the last season of uh, Stranger Things. Phenomenal. Like, we really liked it. We got into it. The whole family kind of watched it, but me and my son essentially watched it together, and so he's going as a Demogorgon. If you don't watch the show or know much about it, it's basically the main monster that you might have seen in trailers or uh, advertisement where it looks like a, like a flower and teeth. And he got basically got a mask on Amazon and he's wearing all brown. Boom. And that's what he that's what he's doing. And I believe he's going trick or treating with like his best friend. So like he's also now at the age where he's going with his friends to trick or treat, which is like, OK, that's where we're at. My middle child, he, uh, <laughs> so it's, it's kind of funny because he's, he's in a weird place where he basically mimics and follows behind his older brother. So his, uh, you know, older brother got into Mario, Super Mario. We all got into it. We got the games, action figures, everything that you can name of. And last year or, uh, excuse me, the, the year of the pandemic, they, they, they did Mario and Luigi, but we didn't go nowhere. So it was like, yeah, okay. And so this year he's kind of gotten back into it and he's going to (laughs) be Mario or Luigi because the costume essentially is uh, Yoshi. So it's one of the characters uh, (laughs) like Yoshi's feet and it's like you are sitting on top of Yoshi and the, uh, the, the costume. You can either be Mario or Luigi just depending on basically which color hat you toss on because it doesn't come with a hat it just comes with the feet and the 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 body like the overalls or whatever so he might be mario he may be luigi i'll tell you on the next episode but it's pretty cool uh we'll we'll do all the we'll do all the halloween stuff with them or the trick-or-treating and then baby girl my mom got her uh uh so we we fell in love with uncanto like oh my goodness like I, there's no hesitate, there's no exaggeration when I say we've watched this uh, over a hundred times, um, and and not like we watched like we we watched it like we start stopped and started and like full like full runs like ending credits you know it's like like all of the songs like it's that 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 phenomenal work Disney okay like we we absolutely fell in love and it was really the first movie that my daughter my two-year-old daughter sat down and watched and sang and and participated in so the main character Maribel my mom got her this oversized Maribel dress that she got for her I I want to say for her birthday (laughs) like back in back in July uh and uh, we were like, hey, you can just wear it for Halloween. So I think she might be able to fit in it. So we'll, we'll I'll let you know again on the next episode. Um, I'm going to I'm going to do something that uh, I'm going to try doing some new things for the for the podcast. Just some fun things that I, I want to give a try to. We'll see if it's great. And if it's not, then I'll never do it again. But uh, <laughs> the, the first thing I want to try is basically a new segment. I want to introduce segments. And this is uh horoscopes which i'm gonna come up with a name for it it might i think i'm gonna call it uh horoscope interpretation so i'm gonna read you the horoscope and then i'm gonna tell you what they're really saying and (laughs) we'll see we'll see how this goes and i'm just gonna pick random horoscopes because we have just gotten into scorpio season uh one of my best friends is a scorpio my my wife is a scorpio my son like i know a lot of scorpios and y'all yeah y'all be wild like y'all not as bad as libra's but y'all, y'all, 
Okay, so I'm just I'm reading the current day. Uh, this is horror, uh, horoscope.com, and then uh, you know I'm just going to throw my own little interpretation in. So here we go, horoscope in, in interpretation. Today you might feel the desire to break free from your daily routine. Time to try anal. Is what they're saying. Like whatever you, if you've been thinking about it, this is today's the day. Uh, Scorpio, particularly regarding career matters. See, I don't like that line. I feel like that's very like all lives matter, all careers matter. Mm, drug dealers, pimps. We'll see. You might consider developing a business of your own. I like that entrepreneurship. Like, get on that. Uh, <laughs> uh, one that would give you a lot more freedom than you currently have. This is a good day to start looking into it. You might find that there are more possibilities out there than you expected. Okay, so basically today, if you are a Scorpio, what this essentially is saying is it's time to start selling drugs. Okay, like <laughs> get out there. You can start small. Start with a dime bag, some weed. Grow it yourself if you can. Maybe go to a state that it's legal. Or maybe you got to start pushing the hard stuff. I live in Iowa and, and uh, <laughs> crystal meth is definitely a big thing. So that <laughs> that is horoscope's interpretation. I may not ever do that again or I might do it again. If you listen and you think I should, let me know. And if you're like, please don't, I don't want to hear that shit again. Uh, let me know that too. All right. So Austin, Texas, uh, I had a chance to apply, go to this comedy festival called altercation. It's in Austin, Texas. It's my second time being back there. And it was, it was a different trip, but it was a, it was a great trip. It was different for the simple fact, instead of going down with three comedians, it was just me and Dante Powell. So we just kind of bonded and, uh, not to put all of his business out there, but Dante is now, in the year since the last time we went to altercation, he is now married. <laughs> he just had two twin baby daughters, two baby girls. So he's now a, a father. And one of the highlights of, <laughs> of our trip is in between this downtime that we had is going to Old Navy <laughs> and finding uh Christmas jammies for him and my family. Like we were just, I'm taking pictures. I'm sending it to my wife. They have a black Santa at Old Navy. Like shout out to Old Navy. Uh, shout out to Target and Old Navy because y'all are really catching the fuck up. And we appreciate it. And, uh, <laughs> and then we walked over to uh, Border uh, Barnes and Noble. In Detroit, there's a bookstore named Borders Bookstore that I used to, I used to steal from. <laughs> they used to sell music also. And they would they would put uh, all of their uh, cassettes. Jesus, a long time ago, all their cassettes, and maybe maybe CDs. I think it might have been that that time where they were kind of branching out of CDs. Like, oh, what's this? And, and uh, they would put them in these cases, and they would do that with all of their music except soundtracks. So, <laughs> so if if a movie had like a hot soundtrack, like a set it off movie. Um, or or whatever, uh, I I would I would I would take them. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry, like that's what I did. Um, I, I want to say I didn't know no better, but I absolutely did. When I was young, and that's not really a great excuse, but um, yeah. So that's that's Borders Bookstore. But we went to Barnes and Noble, and he got like baby books, and it was just a really cool like Dante Powell, the the comedian who has been on the podcast. He has a comedy album which also went number one. Uh, phenomenal comedian. Like, 
Like, no bullshit. He's, he's one of my favorite comedians to work with, that I've ever worked with, that I get to work with. However, uh, Dante the husband and father kicks Dante the comedian's ass. Like, it's just, it's another level that, um, I mean, it's, it's just like if you're a parent, and uh, sure, we'll include fur babies. Like, <laughs> there was a moment at Altercation Festival where uh, the comedian starts showing the, everybody their pets. And I'm like, that's what we doing. That's what we doing. But if you if you ever feel this, like, hey, I didn't know I had this level of love. Like, it's almost an unlocked section in your in your soul or your body. Like, I, I, I now have newfound patience. I didn't realize I had. I now have this new love for this baby, this person, this, this cat, whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> like, like that, that, that's how, that's how I felt. I know having kids and, and that's kind of the, the image of, of my good friend Dante Powell. So, uh, we, we had a good time. We bonded. We talked about everything from, you know, family to work and, uh, we, we, we kind of repeated what we did last year. The big difference is we went a day early and we we left a day late um, and we stayed over instead of driving straight. So from where I live to Austin, Texas is about 14 hours. And, you know, I drove down to Des Moines. So we left from Des Moines. It was about 12 hours or so, 12 and a half or whatnot. And last year we just drove straight. And Dante did like probably 80 to 85% of the driving. Uh, this time we kind of split it up and we drove, we, we went not halfway, but we went to Kansas, which was basically, well, it was kind of halfway. It was like six hours to Kansas. And then we, well, no, that's not what we did. We did about, <laughs> cause we left late. I will say this. I got to meet his girl. So that's, that's kind of how my whole trip started. My, my whole trip started by driving over to Dante's house, meeting his baby girls, meeting his wife. Cause I hadn't met her yet. Uh, and, and just being like, like, I'm that dad. Like, I'm just that, I'm that guy. Like, oh, babies and marriage and like, oh, like I care about all that shit. Always have. And I think I always will. Um, and so, uh, we left late, like we left at eight o'clock or or whatnot. And so we drove for a couple of hours and then we, we stayed, um, in Kansas. And then the rest of the drive, I know was like nine hours. And I drove that the next day. Um, the, the first night Dante had a show and we get there, you know, I get my badge and I know this is crazy, but that's what it was about for me. It was about finally getting your, so when you do festivals, they give you like a badge and they sometimes give you, uh, you know, like merch or, or like a program. You, you get swag, like you get, you get like this little, like, Hey, thank you for applying. Here's, uh, here's what we got for you. And I got my badge, took my picture and to just start immediately talking to comedians. And here's what's cool. Like, we were talking about comedians all over the country and comedians that's in insane different levels, right? I was talking to this young lady, uh, complimented her earrings. Next thing I know, she's talking to me about <laughs> this Twitter feat, uh, fight that she's in right now with, with some Republican who, uh, in his name, calls himself Alpha Male. And if she, basically, like, if you, you're not an Alpha Male, if you have to call yourself an Alpha Male. And they're going back and forth and we're talking and um i look at her twitter she's got like 50,000 followers uh I go on her instagram it's like 25,000 or whatnot and this lady who's been in the game for oh so long is uh Jackie uh Kaysen 
I'm at, I, I, I want to say Kardashian <laughs> for some reason. Uh, and I'm like, wow, like this is, this is pretty dope. Like we're just talking. And even though I've been doing it for so long, I haven't reached um, the level that I like to where what, what you want to accomplish is it's, it's one thing making the, the audience laugh, right? Like that's, that's always the goal. But, you know, growing and being like, you know, name recognition and uh, getting recommendations, uh, name association. Like, hey, when you hear Day Peace, what do you think about? Oh, I saw him in Austin. He was great. Uh, things like that, like being accepted by your peers definitely matters. It goes a long way in this business, especially with, when it comes to getting booked and it can and making new contacts and new relationships. And that was just that was amazing for me. Like, I was just like, this is dope. OK. And it just I met a young lady who uh, was a comic out in Phoenix. And I'm not going to say I felt like I knew a lot of, you know, comed- like comics from Phoenix. because That's where I started. But I don't like this. You know, I've been out. I've been I, I just realized I just celebrated my six year anniversary, six year anniversary of being out in Iowa. And I don't know essentially all that has happened in the last six years as far as the new comics, people that have traveled there. And she was phenomenal, like just great character. Uh, we, we talked a lot. She uh, wrote for The Onion like it was just incredible. Um, this, this festival was put on, uh, by this, this guy who, uh, I don't know how he does all the things that he does, but his name is JT Habersat. Uh, he tours with Eddie Pepitone and I'm, again, the lineup was just uh, incredible. Like the, the talent across the country being amongst that was, was dope. So Dante does his show. He does great. We, you know, go back to the hotel, we crash, we wake up, we go to uh, the best barbecue I've ever had in my life. It's this place called Cooper's, which I think they have a couple of locations, but in Austin, Texas, it was amazing. They have like the barbecue sauce that's liquid, which I was like, you know, I like my saucy thick. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I felt like a, like a thought. I like it thick. And no, it was, it's like liquid and it's warm because they keep it heated up and, um, I, if you don't notice, if, if you haven't been following long enough, I throw up every time before a show. If I eat within like a 10 hour window, <laughs> my show was like seven. So I only ate like one fourth of everything because I knew I would. And I did throw up uh out, like, out, like an hour or two before the show. <laughs> and, uh, and that was fine because I got I got it to go box and uh we did the show and as soon as we got back to the hotel i reheated it and i smashed like it was it wasn't pretty you know what i mean <laughs> like I, like like i i felt like like civilization hadn't been discovered yet the way i was fucking up this brisket and this, this these pork ribs <laughs> it was it was a sight to see um but my, my seven o'clock show, uh, I ended up hosting, which I wasn't, uh, I didn't want to host, you know, like kind of like the reason why I didn't want to host. Cause I, I was afraid it was going to take away from my set. Like I wanted to showcase boom. I waited a whole year for this. Let me give them this. Right. And I ended up moving into the hosting cause he was looking for a host. I'm like, I'll do it. And I thought it was a really good look for myself, but also I knew it was helping out the show. 
And I, I thought that was, you know, what was best. Um, my time got cut, so I ended up only doing about uh, 12 minutes. And I did a very, here, here's what I'm really proud about that I did. I, I'm, I'm going to say this. This is the first time I've said this. I did not kill. Like, it wasn't like one of the best sets of my life or anything like that. What I will say is uh, I thoroughly had fun on stage. I love the joke selection because I thought it was going to be really easy to be like, let me do these jokes that I had been doing for a long time. You know, like you want to just go and boom, like give them the best, you know, 12 minutes that, that you got. But I'm trying to challenge myself. And by challenging myself, I have a new opener that, that I'm I'm doing and I, I want to make work and I want to grow that material. And uh, I thoroughly enjoy uh, my, my JJ Jimmy Walker bit. So I did that one. And I do this thing. If you've seen some of my social medias where I, I do the camera, uh, my, my phone on stage and I show the crowd. And I did all those things in my 12 minutes. And then I proceeded to host the show. And it was pretty dope. The lady that was headlining uh, goes by the name of um, Kate Willett, who is, you know, again, very accomplished young lady who uh, has been on uh, the Tonight uh, Show with Stephen Cumbert. And she, uh, I got to say this. <laughs> so one of these episodes way back, I was like, the level that I want to get to is I want to have Starburst in my green room and I want to have green M&Ms. This is, what I, this, is, this is the dream. And other things, Avion Water, blah, blah, blah. Uh, one of my best friends, two of my best friends. Oh, I mentioned this. I think I mentioned this on the on the on this uh, on the podcast like a couple episodes ago. They got me some green M and M's, so I took them to the green room. And Kate Willett, <laughs> this you know national touring comedian, was originally from California, but flew in from New York because she now lives in New York. I was like, yeah, you you don't you never heard about the green M and M's? And clearly, what we've like what we realized is this was definitely a black in white thing you know it was like no black people have never heard this before because when she said it all the white people that was around was like yeah i've heard that before yeah yeah and then uh me dante and uh, another black woman like, no i've never never heard that but uh i guess it's like one of those urban legends like you grew up and people said this but if you the if you eat the green m&ms the green m&ms make you horny like that was <laughs> that was a thing so so here I am in a green room looking like a young Bill Cosby. Like, you guys want some green M&M's, you know? <laughs> like, you trying to give us some ecstasy? Some day-day? Like, you, you giving out everybody horny? Anyway, that was uh, a really funny, insane moment. And uh, I enjoyed the rest of that night. Ate my barbecue, like I said. We uh, had, the, had the next night before we took off. There was this incredible... Dante told us about them. Uh, <laughs> he told us about them last year. And it's one of those things you got to see it to like understand it. But they're called the McEwen Twins. Uh, McEwen Holy Brunch. They are on all the socials. I strongly recommend you follow them and listen. It is some of the greatest comedy. Like it's 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 two comedians in character who are hilarious individually. But then they get into character and they put on this show and they perform at lunch or noon. And uh, it was it was just it was amazing. And, and here's what, what what was really great about it. The show, they had some dropouts. So Dante performed again and he obviously did amazing. 
And then a young lady who had traveled both years, Antoinette Stevens, who has also been on the podcast, they gave her eight minutes. And when I say she killed, like she murdered, she was fan-fucking-tastic at, you know, 12.30 p.m., it was it was amazing. It was one of those moments like that was so crystallizing about always stay ready so you don't have to get ready. And it was so crazy because she had literally walked up to me and was like, "Hey, I'm getting ready to go." Is Dante in the green room? I'm like, "Yeah." She's like, "I'm gonna go say bye." She went to go say bye, and in the middle of that conversation, they were looking for somebody else. Dante had threw her name out, and the guy JT was like, "Hey, you want to do a couple of minutes?" And before she can say yes, Dante said yes for her. She's like, "Yes," and she did it, and it was it was dope. And then you know, three of us, actually the four of us, including JT, we took a picture at the end, and it was just one of those like, "I'm very proud of what we did on stage at this fest." Met a bunch of dope comedians, some that I've seen at other festivals, but ultimately it was just one of those things like, um, what last year did for me in my comedy career is lit easily the biggest fire underneath me. Like I came back from Austin, Texas last year and essentially, uh, doing two things like not fucking around, applying pressure that I deemed um, putting my foot on these niggas' necks. Like, I was very much like, I'm going to do as much as I possibly can, and I'm going to elevate higher than I've ever been. And damn it if I didn't do that. And I felt, and I feel the same way about coming back now. Like, after finally performing there, it was one of those, like, and I've been talking about this a, a lot, you know, going to these festivals and, being able to compete, not compete, but just stack up with, you know, comics all over the world and all, and there was a dude on my show from, from Canada, uh, like just being able to, to have a spot and see, and see where I am and okay, data, you definitely need to work on these things, but man, you are great at the, you know, and, and that's exactly what I need as I go into this next year, because if, if this year wasn't, amazing and obviously it's not done you know what what is 2023 going to be like you know what i mean uh so i'm gonna end the episode right there uh we made it back safely and uh, <laughs> as soon as i got back i mean exhausted i mean we left saturday we stayed over got back sunday uh watched uh a little bit of football which was great the jets hey okay all right like uh they by the time you hear this they would have played the patriots and we'll see, but you know, they were, they were five and two when, when I recorded this and that's all that matters. Okay. So maybe they will be six and two, maybe not. But, uh, and then I, I took my, my sons to see black Adam, which we actually really enjoy. And I say actually, because you know, DC be fucking up, but I thought it was really good. Uh, there were some things I loved about it. There were some things I didn't like about it. Uh, but I like more things than not. My youngest boy who was four, he fell asleep instantly. Like he just, he only goes to movies for popcorn and candy. Like soon as those are gone or he's had enough, he's like, I'm done. I, we, I took him to light year out instantly. Took him to light year a second time. Cause it was at the theater uptown, which was like incredibly cheaper. He like deuces. Um, but so me and my, my oldest, we, uh, we watched it. We enjoyed it. I thought it was really cool. Go check it out if you uh, are into those types of movies. I know there are 
it's one of those movies. It's one of those movies where like the fans really liked it, but then the critics didn't. I think it got like a ninety percent uh, fan approval rating or something, but like a thirty or forty. So, uh, you know, Rotten Tomato or whatever. So, uh, I say all that to say, uh, the time that you, you know, like I was gone and I wanted to make up for this Halloween. So, uh, I love those times. Like being a dad is, is so, is so great. So the parents out there, like, you know, really, you know, like enjoy those moments, you know, cause as annoying as my kids are. And they are <laughs> like all three of them. I, they're always with me. And I was telling Dante this, like, you know, I can't drive by uh, a GameStop without thinking about my son or, uh, you know, just going. I can't go into like when I work the road, I can't go into a Walmart or Target without walking through the toy aisle or, um, you know, see a pretty dress or Tiana, you know, from from Disney. Like we we love um that type of representation for my daughter and they're just always with me. So I don't want to get so, you know, somber, but just wanted to mention that, uh, as I close out the episode, I wanted to do something, uh, two things real quick. Um, one, another segment that I want to try to introduce, we'll see what happens is, uh, for those who've been following me, I do a debate, uh, on my Facebook called Days Great Debate at Eight, and I tried asking a couple of guests when they came on those questions. And I think what I might do, especially if it's just me, I think I just may answer them because I don't really answer a lot of them. And as for as long as I I do them, I probably participate twenty percent of the time. However, I think it's a good opportunity to again close out an episode and also just give like my perspective which i don't normally share uh a ton so this is a recent one that that someone had uh sent to me and uh my requested debates are probably my favorite because they come from someone that that says hey I, i what do you think or can you post this so requested debate day's great debate at eight um i may call this segment answering questions or here's what i think Oh, I like that. So here's what I think. The question is, is interracial dating easy or not? Uh, Absolutely hard. It's it's like, so I I think the best answer is it's easy when it's just the two of you, right? When, when it's like when you're in your when it's an intimate setting, it's just the two of you. You're not in public. You're not surrounded by influences, family, friends, so on and so forth. Uh, then I think in that that aspect, yeah, like it's just like quote unquote any other relationship. I would I would imagine. When I say nah, this shit is challenging, is because the world impact. I think every relationship, right? Like uh, you know, from society to you know, I was uh, was talking about, you know, them overturning women rights and how, you know, just a little over 50 years, how my marriage, my current marriage, <laughs> I don't only have one, but, you know, like that was illegal in America. <laughs> you know, like that was like, you can't fucking get married to a white person. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that, it's a real fucking thing. You know what I mean? And I don't know if we are headed toward a man that was so fucking crazy or if we're headed back there like let's fucking make right let's make this shit right you know what I'm saying? 
So from that aspect, like I think about just that, you know, like you, you see an older white person or older black person and what their thoughts are. Um, I, I think I have people, and this is just my opinion, right? So I don't want y'all to be like, ooh, who is it? And blah, blah, blah. Uh, I think I have people in my family, in my extended family, that aren't 100%, uh, I want to say on board, but that's probably not the best word. I don't think that are and maybe informed, maybe comfortable, whatever the word is. Uh, I think there are people that when they look at a black person, a white person, or an Asian and a Mexican or you know, Filipino and um, a Korean, like when they, when they see two people that don't match essentially, right? I think there is this uncomfortable thing, like this thought or this feeling that a lot of people have had, right? And, and it's, you know, sometimes it, it's natural, you know, and, and then other times it comes from people, right? I think racism is easily like, generational it's passed down it's like hey we don't i don't like them i don't like these types of people and i don't want you to like these type of people i don't want you to be associated you know like so i think that influence is very like it's like you're being in a glass like i feel like an interracial relationship is like being in a glass house people throwing rocks and stones and they're they're pushing up against the glass and there's some cracks and you know i i think there's so much pressure is it easier today than it was 50 years ago absolutely right but you, you still have to then bake the question of what the fuck happened January 6th and with the last president and how certain things and, you know, you know, like I said, black lives matter, all lives matter. And it, like, it, I think we 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 want to believe we are in a better place. Right. I, th- I think the idea of acceptance is still a little laughable. Like, I don't think we should be out here. I accept you as a gay person. Bitch, I didn't ask you to accept me as a gay person. Just don't fuck my shit up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying, hey, you need to love my me being with my white wife or you, you know, her being with a black. Like, you don't have to love it. You don't have to be com- uncomfortable or uncomfortable. Like, just get the fuck out of my way. You know, if you if you are about that love and embrace and, you know, you hug and you are welcoming and all that shit, I'll take that. But I'm not here to like, like. I, I like I need your approval, and that's sometimes what it feels like. It feels like as a minority in this country, and I'm sure this applies to a lot of other different, um, you know, people and uh, you know, sexual orientations. Like we shouldn't have to feel like uh, we need your approval or we need your permission to get married or you know choose what's right for my body or be with whoever the fuck I want to be with, you know. But, you know, we don't live in that reality. Like, that's what's so crazy. Like, I always, always, I always hate the argument of we are all the same in the inside. Yeah, we are, but that's not the point. <laughs> the point is we are treated differently because of the outside. You know what I mean? So, again, in the perfect world, yeah, you know, it's it's pretty easy because, you know, it's just about loving the other person and learning and adapting and you know all of that stuff because me and my wife are very different in a lot of ways but we're very very similar and we just get each other and we've been together for so long like we got this shit down locked almost to a science however you know i still you know I, i still get the looks or the comments or the this that and the other and um i don't think that ever goes away 
So for that, for, for, for that, I think it's a little bit of both, but, uh, more, more, more hard than easy. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's just what I think. And so um, that's going to be my new closeout segment. Uh, before I leave, there was a comedian who passed away. Uh, he transitioned from his, uh, from, he had cancer and I had only met him once and he was a huge impact to, uh, comedy. I think he was originally from, from California, but he was doing things and, uh, like major things in Omaha and Nebraska, uh, or I'm sorry, Omaha and Lincoln, Nebraska. And when I was there in June, he had put me on a show. I was like, I'm doing a run. Can I do your show? Had a great time. We had some great dialogue. Met his long-term girlfriend who he called his partner, which I was like, we using that term? Okay. Like, um, I'm not saying partner is exclusively for like queers or like the LGBTQI community or anything like that. But like, um, I don't think I've ever said, Hey, this is my partner. You know, this is my, this is my lady or this is my, I'm sticking it to her. And, and I think the thing was, they said to me, like, they didn't want to say boyfriend and girlfriend. Cause they were like both in their mid forties or late forties or something like that. But, uh, I had a great, uh, experience with him. He, uh, he was, he was again, pretty dope to put me on and, and let me be a part of that. And, uh, he had passed away and I just been, I've been looking at a lot of the messages and I didn't want to post because, again, I only met the guy once and, you know, I messaged him last month just like, hey, how are you doing? I'm just keeping in my thoughts because, you know, he was kind of keeping everybody posted with uh, going to the hospital and his chemo and everything like that. But uh, he 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 passed away today. So uh, shout out and this episode uh, I'd like to dedicate to uh, Brad Stewart. Appreciate you. You did a, a lot of great things for for comedy for a lot of great people i've heard nothing but amazing things i'm just kind of happy that i got a chance to meet you and uh work with you uh <laughs> when i did his show he did, he has this tradition where he um he high fives everybody or a lot of people in the room to start the show off and it, i had never seen that before in all my years of doing comedy like he gets off the stage and high fives high fives high fives and uh, by the time I got on stage, I was like, y'all just high-fiving everybody. This is, this is how COVID started. <laughs> um, uh, he was, he was a pretty cool dude and, uh, you know, rest easy. So, uh, that's the episode. I will talk to you next Monday. Peace. If you want me to read an ad for you or your business, just give me money. Okay. I will, I will say how great your product is. I'll call you a humanitarian. This season, I'm looking to get sponsorship, which just helps take this podcast up another level. Uh, there's a couple of different ways you can do it and a couple of different ways you can reach out to me. So you can go to my email, which is uh, comediandayday, D-A-Y-D-A-Y at Gmail. Or you can reach out to me through my link tree, which is link tr.ee slash daypeacecomedy. Uh, anything is appreciated. Everything is appreciated. Don't forget to laugh today. Peace.